In today's episode, we discuss first contact between a father and a son. Stand by, true believers. Another episode of You're Not My Father is here. Welcome back to You're Not My Father, the best family-friendly podcast from Alaska and this side of Anchorage. I'm your host, Thomas Brando Greenman. So, first contact. Sounds like we're going to talk a little bit about Star Trek, doesn't it? Well, no, and yes. Well, maybe. More specifically, this is episode really about my son, my first son. But wait a minute, you might be saying, I thought you had a son and just a son and a daughter. And you're right. But if you've listened to some of my more recent interviews, I brought up in them that the fact that I've got another son. And it was kind of a complicated thing. And we've never spoken. And so after those interviews, I've contemplated a lot of those types of discussions. You know, sometimes wisdom takes a while to sink in and digest. Kind of like that Sarlacc in the Star Wars sagas. You're kind of mulling it over, absorbing a little bit of it here and there. Maybe it's like a puzzle that you're unsure of and trying to make the parts fit. Uh, but in this case, you're trying to make those parts fit in your life. And um, I think me as a person, I digest things really slowly, especially when it comes to wisdom. Some things I jump right on. But there's some things that need to be savored if you will. So while I'm rolling all that wisdom over in my mind, you know, I started to consider other things too. And I'm putting all these other pieces together with it, like with COVID and how we've lost a lot of people to that. And sometimes it's surprisingly enough, it's people that we thought that would kind of be around forever. And time is a commodity for all of us. And it's slowly counting down. And you never really know how much time you have left. This was before all of COVID anyway. This wasn't just a COVID thing. Um, so I made a decision to contact my son. And a few things went into that. You know, <laughs> what would happen if he lost his mother or his adopted father? What then? What would happen to him then? What would happen if something happened to me or one of his family? He'd never have the opportunity to know us. You know, he's 17. He's almost out of school. Senior years are full of change. They go off and do the things that they're going to do. Um, and it should be a choice to have a relationship with me. His choice, not mine. So I, I, I typed up an elevator speech of sorts as a way of saying you know, what I wanted to say in a short amount of time. So I had found him on Facebook. Um, so I figured this would be the best way to 
put that difficult conversation out there. So an elevator speech is something that you use in business. Essentially, it's a concept that if you're in an elevator with somebody and you only have 30 seconds to describe yourself, you know, what do you do, who you are, who you work for, that type of stuff. And I figured if I put it in a message like that, just something short, but with an explanation and some compelling reasons why he might want to communicate with me, then it was the best shot I had. And in 17 years, well, almost 17 years, I kind of waited and thought about what I would say. Yeah, I had written things like blog posts and letters and all sorts of things, but were they for him or were they more for me? I've got my feelings together. I kind of came up with something. And so I let it sit for a few days. It was kind of sitting there like a bomb that hadn't been lit. You know, it had something powerful and emotional. Dangerous. <laughs> and I looked at his Facebook profile and I thought, geez, am I crazy? Am I crazy to do this? Am I crazy to even think that, you know, this has got a shot at all? It was just full of questions and doubt. But I know that's normal. I know it. I figured I needed to just look both ways and go ahead. So I called my wife in to read it. <laughs> she gave me some critiques, which I really didn't ask for. I felt this was better for it to be my words than hers. She didn't understand. I was like, honey, I'm, I'm asking you if I should send it. So we talked a little while about it. And then we started talking about our kids. And I, she made a good suggestion about talking to Sophia. I was like, you're right. You're absolutely right. So I called Sophia in. And I kind of started off with, you know, you probably don't remember this, but you know, you have a brother that you've never met and I've never talked to before. And she was like, no, no, I remember. Yeah, I do. And we're like, are you sure? And so she kind of went off and started talking about more of the scenario. And sure enough, she obviously had remembered it. I mean, I thought it was a little strange because she says that, you know, she doesn't have a good memory, but she really does. She's like me. She's got a good memory when she wants it. <laughs> um, so I had had the message copied and pasted in Messenger. The mouse was just sitting over send. And I was telling him, I'm like, how anxious I was and how I felt like this was his choice, but I was scared of what would happen. And so here's a summary of what I said. And so I've omitted some of the personal details about the family um, and me, but this is basically the length and breadth of it. So here we go. I doubt you know me, but I'm your biological father. With all this happened in the world in the past two years, I didn't want to wait any longer to write to you. If I were in your shoes, I'd have a lot of questions. At this point, I gave some details on the family and, and me. And then that section, I was like, but family is the most important thing to me. I wanted to talk to you for so long, but there's no precedent for this situation. I've asked for advice, prayed, contemplated this 
conversation so many times over the years. And the reasons why I haven't reached it out for now, they're complex and myriad, but it shouldn't be my choice. It should be yours. If you want to talk to me, I'm open to you in whatever way I can be. Be it today, tomorrow, or years from now, there's no rush, no pressure, no expectation. It's completely up to you. But if and when you you do, we'd welcome you with open arms. And at that moment, we were also quiet. And Sophia pipes up, I'll send it, and she hits the send button. <laughs> and so it happened pretty quick, and I'm sure I'll remember it probably as the first time she was more adult than me. And with that, it was done. That weight on my shoulders was gone. But it didn't take too long before it was replaced with another one. These questions, you know, will he answer? Is he going to be mad? Is his mother going to be upset? Which is a big one. And all sorts of questions and scenarios played out of my mind. But it was his choice. And if he called me a jerk and told me to stuff it, maybe that could change later. But whatever happened, I'd still welcome him. You see, like you, I'm in his corner. It's kind of a strange concept for me being positive and supporting as much as possible. I try to be 24-7. But I'm human. I fail. But I know in small chunks, anybody can do that. Anybody can be positive and supporting. But when it's all the time, it's work. It's hard work. <laughs> it's a labor of love. And I hate that I miss growing up with him or him growing up, <laughs> missed him growing up. Um, but I feel like there's always an opportunity to make amends, to go back to a relationship or even have one. And so the famous Wayne Gretzky supposedly said, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. I love that saying. Well, I had been saving that shot for what seems like 17 years. <laughs> I'm glad I took it. Although Sophia technically hit the button. So around a week went by and I was excited and terrified to see if he might have responded. You know, I was kind of happy that whatever happened was going to happen. You know, that was something I had in the back of my mind that, you know, no matter what happens, <laughs> it's going to happen. You know, there was... There was nothing else I could really do. I did what I could do. And I was tense every time I opened up Facebook. Still am. But at that point in time, I was a little relieved to know that he hadn't responded. But it, it had happened. One day, there was a little red number over his icon. And I was thinking, here we go. Now, I was tempted not to even answer it. And I think I, I didn't look at it for 30 minutes or so. And I kind of expected the worst. I wasn't even sure how to react, but then I saw it. And it said, and I'll never forget it as long as I live. It wasn't the hate and vitriol of somebody bitter and 
upset. It was, I don't know what to say, to be honest. It was kind of an unexpected thing to say. I didn't expect it. It was like I was looking at a road that I'd never heard of. <laughs> I've never seen. I hadn't predicted it and had no clue what was down there. But inside I was happy. It was kind of like our first contact. And here's where it kind of gets Star Trek. <laughs> oh man, here we go. So first contact in Star Trek, typically they're always waiting until a civilization has achieved warp travel or sufficiently advanced. And they go and make first contact with this civilization. Um <laughs> There's a movie called First Contact by Star Trek. If you're gonna, if you're unfamiliar with the term, you're unfamiliar with Star Trek. Start there. But um, anyway, I'm not sure if it was intentional or not. But I, I kind of feel like it was like a subconscious kind of first contact type of thing going on in the back of my mind. I think it's one of the things that makes Star Trek universal. But um. For me, like he was one step away from kind of being 18, which is kind of right from my perspective, I think, you know, all these issues that had prevented us from being a traditional father and son existed because of the problems between his mother and myself. And so being at that close to that, actually a little older than that age of emancipation in his state, um, and being almost an adult legally, I mean, all these seem correct. So if you were looking for warp capable, <laughs> he's got a driver's license. <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, this, this counts to me, you know, <laughs> as, as warp capable. Now, I guess some folks could see me making these comparisons as poor taste, or maybe they're not funny. But those of you that listen to the show know that I'm on a journey. We're all on a journey and we're all trying to make sense of it all and to preserve that wisdom. So, to coin the phrase, so that others may live long and prosper. It's a good way of saying, you know, what, what the show's about. So I think it's all spot on. You know, we have this overarching desire to be better and understand each other. Love and compassion is universal. So I thought about it, and I, I said something in return. And I thought it was monumental, at least for me. You know, I wasn't sure what to say. You know, first contact like this isn't some something that I've had experience with. There's no playbook for dads. Um, and, and I'm happy to share this story with you because if you ever have a situation like this, here's something that you can use as a reference. I'm not saying it's the right thing, but here's what I said. You know, for him saying, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say, to be honest. What I said was, it's okay. I'm ready whenever you want to talk. I'm happy to answer any questions you might have. And so I left that out there for a few days. But I didn't hear anything back. And part of me just... I felt like maybe I was doing something wrong. Maybe I was too ambiguous. And I needed to bond with him. You know, express that I wanted a relationship with him without throwing a lot of weight on him. So I wrote some more 
And he responded, and I got to know a little bit more about him. And I let him know more about me. And for a time, it was, it was beautiful. And I didn't tell anybody. You know how these things go. You don't want to be like, well, things are so great, and then something bad goes on. And that's kind of where the story kind of gets a little bit more difficult for me. So eventually, you know, communications kind of drop off. It's like nine days. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm rushing things. I mean, you know, I'm all just trying to use common sense. And I felt like maybe, maybe he wants to know more. So I thought, Maybe sending him over some pictures and some info on the family. So I did this. I sent a couple of pictures of Conan. I was like, here's Conan. This is what he likes to do. And this is kind of you know, who he is. And here's Sophia. And you know, this is what she likes. You know, there's some pictures of me and the rest of the family. You know, and some pictures of my dad and my mother. Just trying to give him a sense of, of who we were. It was strange. You know, I, I, as I'm writing out this script, speech, episode, whatever, you know, I'm going back into Facebook and I'm, I'm looking to make sure that I'm checking my work, that what I'm saying is factual and I, you know, I didn't overestimate or exaggerate something. And I'm, I'm looking back through the chat and I noticed that the messages he sent to me after, you know, I don't know what to say, he unsent them. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, you know, personally. Yeah, I know what it means technically. But I, I, I wasn't sure, you know, was he, did he not want me to, to know these things or, I don't know. I mean, communications are hard. You know, emotions can bubble up to the surface and there's no telling what could happen. I could speculate a lot of things, but it would be counterproductive. For now, I'm just going to give him time and space to process what's going on. I don't know. I know I just can't show up and expect everything to be amazing. You know, ultimately it's his choice. It is. And I thought... You know, what if he doesn't want to talk to me? I think that's okay. I can understand where he's coming from with that, if that's where he's at. But I also want him to know I'm still here for him. That's what I can do. You know, if it takes days or years, if it's a long enough timeline, if I'm still around, you know, I'll still be in his corner. You know, relationships are infinitely complex, especially if they're your flesh and blood. You gotta enjoy the great times and try to learn from the rest. And sometimes this first contact is problematic, <laughs> as I've gotten to know. Um, you know, just when you think you're doing everything right and then something happens, it's something in the way that we communicate or the way we act that gets mistranslated. And it may not be what you intended it to be. And I think about what my father would say if I told him about this. And I don't think the <laughs> blood and guts routine that he would probably tell me about is going to work here. 
But I think about some of my other mentors, both in real life and in the fictional world, what they would say to me. And this is what I think that they would say. If you could pool their consciousness <laughs> together, I think they would say patience. He'll come around. And if that's not the case, that's okay. It'll all be okay. You will be okay. Just be kind, be compassionate, be understanding. It's a gift to be kind, and it's more powerful than we could ever imagine. It affects people long after we're gone. And I have to remember that I'm fa- uh, I am I'm a father. You know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. How many Star Trek references is that? In my case, the deeds of my family outweigh my needs. The family that I have here. You know, they're my heart and soul. So if you've ever been in a similar situation, I'd love to hear your thoughts about it. I'm on Twitter a lot nowadays, believe it or not. I don't know how I got there. Uh, you can find me at that T Green Man on Twitter. Uh, so be sure to subscribe to us. Get your weekly dose of You're Not My Father. Remember, we're available wherever fine podcasts are bought, sold, and traded. Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, you name it, we're there, I think. Um, if you found this podcast useful, give us a thumbs up. <laughs> if you didn't like us, give us a thumbs down. <laughs> Tell your friends about us. Um, that's it for us today. I thought this was going to be a much longer episode, but I guess not. So remember, if you're a fan of us, we're a fan of you. Take it easy, stay positive, and remember, good vibes only.